This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is titled, The Dilemma Between a Server and a Sitter. As Christians, we should not have an attitude when serving others. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. All right, open your Bibles with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Minister Frazier has already read this, but I'm going to read it to you again, beginning of verse 38. This is Luke chapter 10, beginning of verse 38 through 42. And it says this. Now it happened as they went that they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. I want to talk about the dilemma between a server and a sitter. The dilemma between a server and a sitter. A server and a sitter, there's a dilemma. My wife and I, our family, we we live on a property that is on a well and septic system. We have we we have well water, which means there's a pump that goes deep into the ground and pumps water up into our home. Uh, we don't get it from WSSC. We don't get it from the local water supply company. Our water comes from deep beneath the earth. One day, uh, we, were, we had no water in the house. The water, the water wasn't pumping up. Something was wrong. Matter of fact, uh, we discovered later that the pump that pumps the water from deep in the ground had malfunctioned and we needed a new water, a new pump for the water. And so I called the company on emergency. It was emergency order. I had no water. So they came out. The truck pulled up and I was so anxious and so excited to see that they finally arrived that I ran out to the truck when they pulled up. And I went to, there were two guys in the truck, the guy driving and the guy sitting on the right hand side in the passenger seat. I was so excited that I ran up to the passenger. I assumed that he was the senior person. I assumed that he was the, the lead. And I be, when he got out of the truck, I began to dialogue with him about the problem. And so uh, not long after that, the driver got out of the car, out of the truck and, and went in and began their diagnosis, began to figure out what the problem was, which was the malfunctioning pump, and began to do the repair. To my surprise, the guy that was sitting in the right hand in the passenger seat of the truck did nothing. I mean, he didn't help. He didn't support. He just observed. He watched. And I just wonder, you're a poor helper, I said to myself. I don't want any employees on my team, my staff, just going to sit back and watch while the other guy did all the work. And the other guy did all of the work, repaired the pump, did everything that needed to be done. 
And it was at that point, at the conclusion of the job, that I discovered that the guy sitting in the passenger seat was not an employee at all. He didn't work for the company. He was a friend of the driver. He was a, a friend of the employee. He, he, he was just in there, just came for the ride. He just sat and watched and observed. He didn't do anything but just watch this, his friend work. And if the truth be told, we got a lot of people like that in church. They just along for the ride. They're not involved. They don't serve. They don't do nothing. They're not in the ministry. Some of them not even members of the church. Some are members of the church. But they just come and watch everybody else do the work. Go ahead, preach, Pastor. I'm doing the best I can. There are people who are just observers. Our churches are full of people who are just observers. And in this particular situation that the scripture lays out, there is a server and a sitter. There's a person who's working and a one who's watching. There's a worker and a watcher, a, a server and a sitter. And I thought I should spend some time and talk to you about this today on this Helps Day. I want to celebrate those who are serving. The tension of this text, the, the, the message of this text, text draws attention to a very important question and issue. And that is the issue of serving or sitting, doing or watching, working or watching. What, what do we want to do? I want to discuss these two sisters and see what we can learn from Jesus' response to them. Martha invites Jesus into her home. By the way, Mary and Martha and Lazarus all live in the same home. They're brothers and sisters. Uh, it's, Lazarus is the brother. You remember Lazarus. He's the one who died. And Jesus went and raised from the dead. And his sisters are Mary and Martha. They all live in the same household. Amen. And this is a visit of Jesus going to their home while he's there. A conflict arises, a problem. There's, there's something quietly brewing there's some tension in the room. Martha is busily serving while Mary is sitting and listening to Jesus talk. Amen. Martha is busily taking care of Jesus' needs and preparing for the meal and doing all that she feels led to do while her sister is sitting at the feet of Jesus, taking in everything that he is saying. Amen. Martha remains quiet while she's serving for as long as she could, she could. But she finally interrupts the conversations and points out her concern. Allow me just a few moments to talk about this dilemma. That's, if, I, if you have an outline, I want to, I, I got two points, but these two points have subpoints. So I want to start off by telling you, number one, about the dilemma between the sisters. These two sisters had a challenge and a problem. And the first problem they had or the first dilemma here is that Martha was doing. Martha was busily doing. It says in verse number 40, Martha was distracted with much serving. She was, she was uh, 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 occupied. That's what the word distracted means. She was occupied. She was drawn away from the conversation. She was not a part of the dialogue that Jesus was depositing with them because she was so busy doing what it is that she was doing. She was cumbered about the King James Version says. The New King says she was distracted. Here's the problem. She, she, was, so, she was so busy doing 
that her commitment was to her task and not to her savior. Whoo, there's a good point right there. I should have made, I actually should have made that a point. That was so good right there. She was so busy serving, so busy with activities, and what she was doing was good and commendable, but it was at the expense of her spiritual development. Ooh, y'all ain't getting this. If you're doing but not becoming a disciple, you are in the wrong place. And our churches are full of people who are so busy doing what they do. I'm, dis I'm disturbed, I'm bothered that we got people who are so busy doing church work that they don't have the time to become a disciple. They don't have time to listen to the sermon because they're so busy doing what they're supposed to do. We, we, we have a rule at our church that, that, that seems to go by the way and I have, to, I have to come from time to time and call it back into existence that you may work one service, but you have to worship on another service. We, we don't want people working all day. We want you to have at least one moment that you can sit down and, 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 and worship the Almighty God. And, 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 and Martha was so busy, so engaged, uh, saying, I, I got to serve. I, and, and, there's, and there's a lot of y'all in that same boat. Somebody said, I got to sing. I, I got to usher, usher. I got to be an usher. Uh, I got to prepare a meal. I've got to work. I got to take care of the kids. And then you got your own personal stuff that keeps you away from becoming a disciple. You're so busy, so busy with activities at home and your, your exercise routines and your uh, uh, fraternities and sororities that you're a part of and your kids got football practice and basketball practice and you got this to do and that to do and cheerleading and all of that stuff. You're so busy that you don't have time to become a disciple. Martha's problem was that she was doing too much. She was too busy to be engaged in the conversation. Let me roll on. I got to say another thing. Not only was she uh, doing, but she was also distracted. Somebody say point two. She was distracted. She she was disturbed. But she was just she was distracted, but she was also disturbed. Here's point two. She was disturbed. She it says in verse number forty, it says that uh, she approached Jesus and said, "Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? I'm doing this all by myself. Tell her to help me. I need some help." She she was disturbed, and and I, I suspect that this was brewing in her, that she, she, she pondered it and thought about it and wrestled with it. When she watched all she was doing, she's fixing food and preparing for, to feed Jesus and doing all that she's doing. And, and the problem is in the midst of her serving and doing all that she was doing, she looks out of the corner of her eye and sees her sister receiving the benefits of the conversation with Jesus. And she had, she had an issue with it. She, 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 she had an attitude. <laughs> oh, help me, Jesus, because we got church people with attitudes. Attitude that other folk ain't helping. Attitude that they don't do this and so folk don't do that. Attitude, attitude. We're full of people in the church who are not doing anything, and there are those who are serving who got attitude with the people who ain't doing nothing. I have to admit that I get guilty. I'm guilty. I'm, I am guilty of being frustrated with sitters. I'm, 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 I'm frustrated. 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. 80% of the money is given by 20% of the people. 
Martha adopted it, had an attitude, and I have to confess, I too have attitude. I got a problem with the people who come and receive the benefit of the ministry, but don't participate in contributing to the ministry. Oh yes, it's, it's problematic. It's, and, not only, and not only did she find herself in a posture or a place of being disturbed, and, and, and I confess, I admit, I'm just telling y'all right off the bat, I see a little bit of Martha in me. I don't know why I feel so compelled to confess all my sins to y'all all the time. But I'm trying to help somebody understand and I'm preaching to you something that I've already dealt with myself. That yes, I, I have thought, I have wrestled with, I've had attitudes, I've got, I've, I, I, I am in the same place that Martha is. Matter of fact, I would take, I'm taking Martha's side. I'm agreeing with her. And matter of fact, she went on, not only this dilemma, she went from being uh, distracted and doing to being disturbed and she moved to demanding. Here's the third thing she did. She demanded. She gets, she says to Jesus, make her help me. Make her do something. Get her up off her behind. And I have to declare at the surface point in reading this passage, I agree with Martha. And I, I'm saying, I, I agree that we need people to get off of their, get up off of their. Um, <laughs> behinds. And serve and do something. Martha had developed this attitude. And I think the last thing Jesus wants is somebody serving with an attitude. Here's, here's, here's what I want to say. If you can't serve with a godly attitude, sit down. Be quiet. If you can't do it with, the, with a godly spirit and a godly attitude, if you're going to do it and have anger and frustration with those who are not doing it, sit, your, sit down. Something is rising up inside of me that I, I, I better hurry up and get past here. Because here's what I've discovered. I'd, rush, I'd much rather have a few with the right attitude than a lot with the wrong attitude. I'd rather have a few in the remnant who are willing to do it the way God wants it done with a handful rather than to have a whole army of people with mouth and attitude and the wrong spirit. Give me the remnant. Gideon defeated armies with just 300 people, sent everybody else home. Jesus changed the world with just 12 disciples. He changed the world with just 12 and my assignment today is to tell you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking for a, a bunch of, I don't want folk to be in, in service with the wrong attitude. All you need to check out what your attitude is. Those of you who are serving, those of you who are working, those of you who are doing the will of, the, of, of, of God in your life, make sure you got the right attitude. Don't, 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 and don't, let's stop demanding. I, I'm, I'm transitioning past the point of pressing people to serve. Y'all hear me talk about it all the time and pleading for it time after time. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm through with it. If you don't feel compelled to do something for the kingdom of God, that's a reflection of your own personal relationship with the Savior. I am persuaded that when you have an encounter with Jesus, you want to serve. When you have an encounter with him, you want to give back. You want to advance his kingdom. When you really have met the king of kings and the Lord of lords, you just can't sit around and just be a, a, a sitter. 
and watcher. You want to do something. And I wondered how Jesus would respond to this situation. And yet, to be honest, he shocks me with his response. When I read this passage, when I got to verse 41 and 42, I'm shocked by what Jesus said. And so I want to spend the second part of this message talking about the Savior's disposition. What was his disposition? It tells us right here in verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, verse number 41, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Stick a pin right there. Here's my first sub-point that, that, that Jesus' disposition is you're worried and troubled. You're worried and you're troubled. And you don't stop being worried and troubled. God, God doesn't want us to be worried. That word worried means you're carrying, you're, you have anxiety. It means you're carrying cares. Uh, and here's what it means. You, you're picking up some cares and some, some, some responsibilities uh, that is disturbed. You're troubled. It's causing you to be disturbed. And that's not the will of God. And, and here's, what I, here's what I see. I feel as though Martha is really trying to carry out her own agenda. Y'all missed a great spot. That's why I got I to explain this to y'all. I got to explain it to you. Uh, 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 Martha had her own agenda. And her, her own agenda was to get the assignment of what was, she was doing carried out. It, it wasn't Jesus's agenda. It was her agenda. And we got a lot of people in church who are trying to carry out their agenda that's not always the Lord's agenda. Here's what I'm clear about. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see. For Mary's situation of where she was in her life at that time and at that season, it was not in the Lord's agenda for her to be up serving because she wasn't ready to be in a service mode. It wasn't time for her to serve. It was time for her to be disciple. Do y'all understand what I'm saying to you today? Everybody's not at a place to serve. Everybody's not ready to serve. Everybody is not mature enough to serve. Everybody's not prepared to serve. Go on and preach, Pastor. I'm doing the best that I can. Everybody's not there. As, as much as I would like for them to be there, I'd much rather you be a disciple than for you to be a disgruntled, dissatisfied server. Jesus says to her, I don't want, when he says to her, you are troubled, you're worried and troubled. He don't want you to serve uh, out of obligation. He don't want you to serve out of anything other than your love for him. That's what he wants. He wants us to love him. That we're doing whatever we do out of our love for the master, out of our uh, wanting to be obedient to him because he's given us and instruction. He's given us direction and we're doing what he told us to do. And I had to come to grips with the reality as difficult as it was for me to come to grip with that everybody's not at a place that they are prepared or ready to serve. Martha, you're worried and troubled, he says. Verse 40, you are worried and troubled. You're caring about trying to get your agenda accomplished and it's troubling you or disturbed and it's, you, you, you're not in the right place. But she, he didn't stop there. He said to her, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. What was that was needed? Here's the, the second thing. She, Mary chose the needful thing. She chose what was necessary. She chose the needful thing that was necessary for her. What did she choose? She chose to, listen to this. What did she chose? She chose to take care of her spiritual needs first. 
she, she chose to make sure she was in a right spiritual position first. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying to you? Are y'all, do you hear what I'm saying? Take care of your spiritual needs. And if you take care of your spiritual needs, if you get in that word, if you develop your relationship, if you hear what Jesus has to say, you won't be doing ministry with an attitude. Woo! Preach on, Pastor Jenkins. I got to encourage myself. Sit down if you can't have the right attitude. Sit yourself down. Yeah, play, play something over there before I say something I ain't supposed to say. She got the, ne- she got the needful thing. Now check this out. I'm coming to a close. I'm, I'm bringing this to a conclusion. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm trying to make a deposit and tell somebody. I'm not excusing those who've been at church for years and did nothing. Some of you have been members of a church for decades and never joined a ministry, never did anything. Something's wrong there. Something is wrong there that you can go month after month and year after year and do nothing. It is not those people that I'm, that I'm encouraging. I'm encouraging those newly saved, just came into the kingdom with issues. Get your spiritual self developed first. Get your priorities in order first. Get in that word first. Get to know Jesus first. You see, uh, Martha was busy doing and she had an attitude. But when push came to shove, when it came down to the bottom line of what she uh, needed to be and who she needed to be, Martha was was nowhere to be found. What you talking about, Pastor? When Jesus got crucified, Martha's nowhere to be found. But the scripture says that when Jesus got crucified, the one who sat at his feet, the one who took the oil, the precious oil that she had in a container and poured it on the feet of Jesus and washed his feet with her tears and the oil and and, and wiped his feet with her hair. That Mary, that person who worshiped Jesus at his feet, when it came to the point of him dying on the cross, I want to celebrate the fact that when he got up out of the grave, she was one of the first at the tomb. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. She was at a place, she was at the grave expecting coming to uh, 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 anoint his body, his dead body. But when she got down there, she discovered he wasn't there, he was alive. She was at the right place. She was doing the right thing. She was at the right posture or position. Her priorities and her focus was the right thing. Martha, nowhere to be found. Don't see her nowhere. And I wonder where y'all are when Jesus needs you to be in the right place. Woo! I am preaching better than the Zoom audience is saying amen. They, look, these Zoom people, I just need to shut y'all off. Y'all ain't encouraged. Don't clap now. Don't clap now. Y'all supposed to encourage me, but y'all are looking at me strangely. Y'all not not helping a brother out. It's all right. That's okay. Sit at the feet of Jesus. I want y'all to just receive the challenge. Receive the word. She she was to be, she is to be celebrated. Uh, Let me close. Let me bring to a close. I'm finished. I'm done. I celebrate the Jesus who looks beyond the immediate circumstances and knows what the long-term needs are, and he'd rather us, uh, rather than him have a servant, have servants, he'd rather us be with him. 
He wants us to have relationship with him. When tough times come, he wants us to represent him and be with him. When trouble rises up, he wants us to be with him. He wants us to know him and have a personal relationship with him. And my question to you today is how is your personal relationship with him? How are you walking with him? Now, I know I'm talking to somebody here today, so let me close this message that God does not need you to do anything for him. Amen. He doesn't need you to do anything for him. Amen. Uh, he wants more than anything for, first of all, for you to have a relationship with him. That's what he wants. Number one is for you to love him. That's what he's after. You loving him. You have an, 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 an intense fellowship with him. You walking daily with him. You in his word daily with him. You're praying with him. You're hearing his voice. You are with him. That's what he wants. He wants a relationship with you before you do anything, before you go any place, before you join any ministry. Be with him. So he, he says to her, she's chosen the, the needful thing and I will not take that away from her. God will not take that away from you when you choose that. But it ought to lead you to a place of maturity and seasonedness to where you want to serve, to where you want to do. He doesn't need you to do it, but you move and transition and mature to a place where you want to serve. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but whoever I is, bam, there it is. Bam, there it is right there. Let me talk to somebody today who needs to understand that God wants you. Not because he wants you to do anything for him, but because he wants to do something for you. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to heal you from your diseases. He wants to free you from your bondages. He wants to bring deliverance to your life. He wants you to receive the love and care that only he can give to you. Amen. He died for you. He was yes. buried in a grave for you and took your sins far away. And he did something that nobody else has done for you. He rose from the dead. He's alive and well. He rose from the dead out of the grave with all power in his hands for you. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. We should serve others out of our love for Jesus. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.